I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What episode was that? Episode six. Welcome to episode six of Overlooked and Undercooked. I believe. Uh, my name is Tim Bat. I'm Guy Montgomery, and we are recording live in the prestigious Crown Plaza, King's Cross, London, England. Just after what has been a pretty tremendous break between drinks for us here. Six months, I think. At Real Rob Incorporated. Uh, to those of you listening to the season sequentially, we will have probably just hung up our microphones after a conversation with, I believe, Dan Rath. Uh, over episode five, Coffee Beans. Good memory. And uh, I remember what happened too. There we were in Melbourne and Monty said, should we go and have a beer? And what? I said... We'd watched five fucking episodes of Real Rob in and a I was day. Like, yeah, we, yeah, let's go and have a beer. And then we had a beer and then we ran out of time. And now we're here in London and we've got a young upstart, up and coming comedian who we've invited to guest on this sort of... With this next episode, yeah, that's pick right. Up. You might know him from Off Menu, or whenever this gets released, the current or most recent, or second to last, or third to last season of Taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, it's Ed Gamble. Oh, hey guys, hey Ed. Hey, uh, Ed. Can I just say, the most modern feeling of anxiety in the world is when you're a guest on a podcast, <laughs> but you're waiting to be introduced, and the hosts are introducing it. I don't think we did a particularly good job either of no, sort of bringing you in. No, I thought it was in. great, and I thought you, you got to me quite quickly because I've been on a few where there's like 10 minutes of chat and they're catching and up. Do and do you, will you often leave sort of little noises on, you know, the worst I'll, feeling I'll laugh, in the world? Yeah. I'll laugh even when, even when I don't think it's funny, just to be like, I'm here, remember guys? I, I, exist. Exist. I, I kick in the door, you know, the idea that <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to introduce yourself on podcasts. This isn't radio. This isn't some sort of formal medium. This yeah. is... You know That's the point isn't it yeah, There's no yeah. rule Take the rule book Throw it out the podcast window I like following the rules Okay I think Ed- podcasts have been around long enough now Where we need to start following the rules <laughs> Name names Who's <laughs> keeping you waiting 10 minutes Before you're allowed to I did bring in? Uh, Rosie Jones and Helen Bowers podcast called. It's called Daddy Please Look At Me And it's a very funny podcast But they were talking for up to 15 minutes And <laughs> to keep crazy. me quiet While they were talking Helen Bower made me do a word puzzle on her phone <laughs> See, that's like a almost, child. Yeah. That's performance art at that point. Yeah. Your, like, your silence and your your enthusiasm for the rules, I'm sure, was probably part of a wider narrative yeah. between episodes. I fell for it as well. I was doing the word game. I was like, I'm re- really enjoying the word game. <laughs> yeah. And I solved it. I was really pleased with myself. The worst of both worlds. Yeah. You're just about to crack the puzzle. And then they go, welcome, yeah. to, the, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Ah! Now, gentlemen, I had to move us on prematurely, but we're approaching the three-minute mark. and can't help but notice we haven't uh, broached the sort of format, the whole reason detre for us being um here. so that was episode six of season two of real rob hmm. before we launch into a conversation does anyone here remember the title of the no. episode uh yes i do it was authentic self oh, i believe that's, that's right and um i guess a uh, 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 place to start would be asking you what did you prior to half an hour ago know about the real rob universe i have seen the first episode of real rob 
Season one. Season one. Huh. The first episode. And you didn't stick with it. I didn't stick with it. No. Interestingly, uh, I saw it with Nish Kumar when we lived together. We watched it and we couldn't believe it was a thing. And even now it seems like some sort of crazy fever dream. Yeah. This does actually put you into quite a sweet spot though, because traditionally the first episode of anything, it's quite challenging to establish the parameters of the show, the world of the show, the rules of the show. So, you know, between that and... I'd say, what is it? It's, it'll be, you know, there's 12 episodes or whatever between that and now. Yeah. How far have we come? Well, I mean, I don't feel like I've missed anything <laughs> in the interim period, really. I don't, there's certain aspects of it now that I don't remember being so prevalent in episode one. Um, here's a question. I guess you don't know how they film it, but it seems like they. <laughs> They iPhones, I think. They, t- <laughs> but they do they do it a take line by line, they yeah, yeah. and they stitch it all together because the pauses between the lines are quite incredible. I think yeah, Rob Schneider's in charge, and I understand the only way he knows how to operate is sequentially. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's literally across every single job on set. Yeah. So if, if even one cog gets moved out of place, the whole house of cards comes tumbling down. But it's but he'll say a line and there'll be a pause. They'll cut to his wife. She'll pause. She'll say a line, and so on and so on. It makes for a pretty good edit, though. Can you imagine the editor being in there, oh, being like, dream. "Mate, this is awesome." Yeah. When you I say the this. editor, do you mean Rob Schneider? <laughs> when yeah. Rob Schneider opens up iMovie, he's got all of these just clean audio points where he can cut to the next shot. But it's like so cause nice. my my knowledge of Rob Schneider previously was just doing one line in Adam Sandler films. So you didn't. You didn't. Uh, explore slightly further off path into his solo vehicles the um, animal the hot chick no not seen the hot chick juice bigelow i've seen juice bigelow and well it's obviously awful did you love it though when you saw it oh yeah, yeah. i watched it all the way through it's a huge bitch <laughs> you're not allowed to laugh at that there you go yes. at the time though yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's this like isn't he's... one of those podcasts guy <laughs> no i know but, you know do you remember how things were back in the 90s <laughs> oh, fuck here we go but it's like he's recorded him doing a series of cameo lines in his own sitcom. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all he knows, isn't it? Yeah, so that's when he's most relaxed, when he's just like, you just come in, you do one line. So he's just in and out the whole time. Do you know what, though? So in this episode, he laps some fake whiskey because he's in a set on the film and quite a meta sort of analysis yeah. of his method. It's many layers deep. He looks at like a cat, and I have to say it was probably the strongest performance that he had in there. A bit of physical comedy. And he was committed to it. And I think um, as ludicrous as the action was, even within context, it made zero sense. Sure. But it was the funniest thing he did. What? So, but then he did it again. He's, yes. So the, the, then he sipped the whiskey and spat it out. It's classic Rob. What this sitcom has a little bit of a problem with is setting up a joke and then unpacking it. Yes. <laughs> Until the suitcase is empty and then filling the suitcase back up again and unpacking it. It's like getting in the suitcase. Euphemistic British language. Saying what the sitcom has a little bit of a problem with. Uh, So I think... You developed a bit of a catchphrase for what he does. What was it? It was like... Five times the charm was like we're like oh, you know rule of seven yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I ca- Rob I ca- Schneider's comedy rule of seven. Yeah, I think it's if you I don't know if you try the same gag seven times, eventually yeah. one of them will hit. Well, that's every scene, isn't it? Mm. So there's the scene with the children in this episode where he goes in to give like a speech to the children about their dreams and excitement, and then obviously top line is Rob's insensitive to the children. Do it with all the children. <laughs> out you get, including by the way. We can't be having that referring to a kid as an Indian kid. 
and the kid says I'm Pakistani and he this, says they're the same yeah, thing this show famously made last year uh, and I just to hear the, the year of our Lord twenty eighteen the swift pivot from being on set uh, on some film within the TV show to in a classroom delivering a speech <laughs> for those listening along who haven't watched the series maybe just to centre us you could give us a brief plot synopsis of the episode uh, actual self I would love I would love to best of luck Ed <laughs> I'm praying for you so his wife's away filming something which is that is set up at the beginning of the episode as if that's going to be a major <laughs> plot point <laughs> but it, it is just set up to get her offset for yeah. a bit so clearly she she's having some time so off I yeah. know that I've just given you this task and I hate to immediately interrupt but the storytelling technique he's is literally he launches several balls into the air at the <laughs> right. start of the episode yeah, 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 yeah. and it's whatever he remembers he's well, he just <laughs> like, well in this episode he's just watched them all fall to the ground <laughs> He's, he's then, got yeah, like eight balls. Yeah. <laughs> he's always, there's always one in the air, but he can never he's going, remember. What are those balls there for? <laughs> and then it's set up that he's going to this school to give a talk to them about their excitement projects, which I think for any other sitcom, that would be. that would, Come on, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I think for any other sitcom, that would be like a whole episode, right? Or like half an episode. But it's yeah. one scene. Well, yeah. They set it all up in a scene in the bed at the beginning. Him yes. and his wife are talking and you're like, we know because that's set his, up. His wife's going away and so Rob, which is outside of his ordinary purview, is responsible for childcare sure. and all sorts of sort of domestic yeah. chores that are usually beyond his... I mean, reach. and this is a point that Tim constantly made throughout the episode, is Rob has... Ri- like, this is Rob Schneider's starring vehicle. Oh, yeah. And he has chosen to write the character as, you know, because we're in a time in television where people embrace anti-heroes and whatnot. Sure. And he's written a character, but, you know, there's no complexity to this anti-hero. It's just this, like, unrelenting curmudgeon. It's but, cr- but it seems, I think, uh, and, and I like it. I like an anti-hero. I like it when people write themselves as arseholes yeah. or whatever. So, like, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm or something like that. But what he's done, it's like he's writing it as if he thinks he's a good guy exactly so he's writing an asshole character but by accident yeah it's a beautiful mind yeah rob schneider it's like what's the state it's mental illness isn't it because if the very if the very tool with which you perceive reality is broken then you're really at sea aren't you because then you have no yard your yardstick yeah. is broken the looking glass is cracked yes yeah. so how will we even yeah. determine what a villain is anymore because but he's, I mean, he's turning a mirror on himself but the mirror is a piece of wood the, but, mirror, <laughs> the most yes. beautiful part of it is, though, he's circumvented any element of that being a problem in the production process by literally taking control of every <laughs> facet of the production. At so, no point can anyone say, Rob, this doesn't work, because the only person who's yeah. allowed to say that is Rob Schneider himself. So, so they, I mean, there's two more plot points yes. that we need to cover. Yes. One, Adam Sandler calls him yes. and says... Huge for us. Very exciting yeah, you to guys, well, You guys lost it then. I mean... You know that Adam Sandler had 100 unanswered emails before. He was like, fine, if you stop getting in touch with me, I'll fucking drop in for a scene. I'll only film the scene by myself on the phone. And it's on a green screen. Well, he's got two scenes and one of them's obviously a green screen. (laughs) But also, it really makes you appreciate Adam Sandler. He is such a good guy. When you when you put him up against Schneider's performance, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah. Say what you will about the Sandman. Yeah. He's not Rob Schneider, no. and that's important. <laughs> yeah, so 
he's sort of because I think one of the elements of pathos we meant to care about is Rob's career is kind of stalling. His wife's career seems to be kicking off. She was in that soap opera the last episode, and the yeah. soap opera's flown her out to San Diego to shoot the finale or whatever. And Adam Sandler, so successful that nothing matters to him. His life is like you know. There's and so he's saying we see him. He's flying a big old drone, kicking back a, in a lounger, which is what we'd all do if we had his yeah, money. And right? he's got the, so, he's yeah. got the sh- the chef from Nobu yeah. at his house who brings out a plate of sushi, and he goes, "I wanted this for later." Was I supposed to know what Nobu was? Because I just assumed I had missed something earlier uh, in the no, year. No, it's a it's a. I think it's a semi-famous uh, Californian sushi eatery that's ah, quite like... There's one in London too. Oh, like kind of Michelin star Yeah, like a, yeah, really nice sushi, like Japanese food. Here's what I want to know. Is there a chef actually called Nobu? <laughs> Is that who that guy was? Oh, boy. Or was it just a Japanese man? <laughs> I, I think undoubtedly option B. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Because it's, it's, it's bad enough just getting a random guy to be the stand-in for the chef. But if yeah. they're just calling a random guy the name no of boo. the restaurant... Yeah. <laughs> of course. But no, because that's the whole... That's half the gag in this is that these... Racism. Well, yeah, it's a good, yeah, always they're, yeah. They're, they're assholes. Like Adam yeah. Sandler seems to be enjoying playing himself. As a, and to be fair, that's something that Adam Sandler enjoys doing he, constantly. He, he does and it he, well. He He's can relishing. Do it. I think he can do it from the place of security that he is actually a good guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you've seen 100% Fresh, his, What's his, that? his uh, Netflix special. Sandler special? Oh, was that that awesome one that he did recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His like his humanity and his love of his family shines through the whole thing. Yeah, what Rob Schneider has shown up as of his relationship <laughs> to his family is just like unwavering resentment and fury at the life he has created for himself <laughs> and disgust at every component part of it. He's very bitter, isn't he? He feels like yeah. a man who has made his bed and <laughs> hates the bed. Yeah, he's, he's he pissed in the like it's no one's fault. It's an unforced error, but. You can kind of understand how he got there emotionally because, as Guy mentioned earlier, he did have a string of, you know, commercial hits. I owned three of his movies on VHS. I was a Schneider fan. Yeah. For, there, was a, there was a time when I'd see anything he made. And I'm sort of going back in the archives now a little bit, but from memory of our research, he he they dropped him from Grown Ups yeah, too, there because was, of was, some unpleasantness, I think. There was some sort of miscommunication, but he's in Sandler's, you know, like that, I think, you know. Uh, he's in the special, is he? He's in the special. He sort of does he one flies line. In. He flies in on a some sort of, is it not a trapeze? What, yeah, what's it called when people are flying? What is called when people fly off? It's on, on a stage? wire. On a, on a wire. On a wire. wire. They're called wires. Wings. Uh, we, we've we've derailed the plot and out, the plot summation once more. Yeah, because we've not even <laughs> hit the actual main plot strand, which is it? he's filming an independent movie, right? Oh, yeah. We've so how did that, that? I think I might have been opening a beer very so, <laughs> focused on that when that happened. What happened there? He's so, just... There's no other setup other than he's filming an independent yeah. movie. Right. But the, the through line is he. Cl- so when he, he's reckoning with his jealousy of his wife's success, he's like, "Well, I've got this. You know, I've got this great role in this independent thing." And then when he's talking to Sandler, and Sandler goes, "I'm going to Greece. I'm going to go on holiday. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want because I met him, Sandler." He's going, "Yeah, well, I've sort of got this role. I'm still independent." So you know, this is like, I think he's using it to temper jealousy. But then the second half of the episode, with absolutely no setup for it, no. in the very long 16-minute first half of the episode is him on set. And it's a it's a testament to this episode that Sandler's barely even the biggest draw wow. on screen in terms of cameos. Michael Madsen. Yeah. <laughs> Actual Michael Madsen rocks up. He just looks incredible. 
<laughs> he run looks us through it. Run us through that scene. What it's not Rob- a long one, but it feels like a lot is in there. What does Rob Schneider have on Michael Madsen? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here, Michael? I don't really know what Michael Madsen is in like every Quentin Tarantino film. But I don't know, apart from that, what he's actually doing. So I think I think he's ready to go. When Rob Schneider dropped you an email, yeah. you're going to play yourself. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. You're going to play but yourself. He, We're going to shoot it sequentially. Yeah. In and I, out. I, do, I realize he's a good actor. Funnily enough, I sort of missed his role, but Alice Nen was helpfully watching the episode with us as well and providing some color commentary, as we call it. But we had just seen... Um, Alice Nedden beaming after <laughs> retreating into her shell for that cough that we so we just ruthlessly saw, chastised her for. We just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the latest Tarantino movie. Obviously... He's he's a really fantastic actor, but mm. it it felt beyond acting the the rueful anger which he directs at Rob Schneider in the scene, which is all about Rob Schneider kind of being a piece of shit on set, and it felt a bit too real. Oh, it was definitely real, and also he uh, he was clearly just doing every line once. Yes. So there's a couple of lines where he loses his way, genuinely loses his <laughs> yeah. way halfway through a line, and then finds his way back, and they just let that run. We've got one go at all of these. Yeah, no, no one's going. All right, do you just want to do that again, clean. Do you just get that clean. Well, because I there's they a, had him for twenty minutes. The, 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 they use that brilliant uh, sort of cinematic device when they transition from you know watching the process of the movie being made on a TV show to actually filming the movie. They yeah. change from color to black and white because it's the sort of gritty mafia movie. But they, they all the mistakes are in that as well, which suggests that they have edited them and put them through a grading process <laughs> absolutely ready for the movie and just yeah just leave that in the bit where he licks licks the whiskey yeah, like a cat so, and so the first take they do and he licks the whiskey like it and it sort of breaks the whole momentum of the scene and they stop and everyone's like what the fuck was that and he goes well i had a sip and they go no you you were drinking it like a cat that's what a cat does and he's like oh okay we'll do it again and they do it again and the next time he does this thing where he sort of dribbles it out of his mouth back into the cup after actually taking a swig and Michael Madsen's reaction I've never seen anything on screen <laughs> straddle the line between performance and reality like he was literally caught in purgatory where he was <laughs> la- he was like angry and laughing as himself and as the character on the show and it's so obvious that they couldn't shoot it again because yeah. they just stuck they had him for it. one line but he, so he'd, he'd received no direction as to how <laughs> yeah. the character of Michael Madsen should be reacting. So he was like angry, but then laughing and then angry and laughing all at the same time. And then he was angry and went to his trailer. It doesn't Bizarre. sound like a weird thing when you say it out loud, but folks, you've got to watch this one <laughs> clip. It's fucking yeah. wild. Yeah. Just this reaction that he has. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Also, as, uh, just while we're talking about celebrities in the in the show, a small subplot that went absolutely nowhere to, not my surprise, but minor frustration is that Jamie, the much put upon assistant, is given like this really promising romantic lead in the form of a yoga instructor and fellow vegetarian on set, played by Haley Duff, most famous, sadly, f- for her, but not for us, <laughs> uh, for being Hilary Duff's sister. And then, like, they sort of set it up like, oh, my God, yeah. you know. And then knowing our relationship to him through the show, it's like, well, this is all going to go horribly long, wrong in a very, you know, physically painful and funny way. 
purportedly funny way for mm. us. It just, she, it's one of those balls that yeah. he forgot. Could, yeah, that was one the of the balls for sure. <laughs> because you guys had set his character up for me like, something always goes wrong with this yeah. guy. Yeah. He's going to get electrocuted. He'll get, he's going to get burnt. He'll and get... then and then he squatted for a yoga move mm. and she left. And you guys were like, here we go. <laughs> something bad's going to... So I was like, what's going to happen? He's going to sit on a spike. His pants are going to rip off and a crow's going to come down and peck his balls. I thought he was going to shit himself. I would have put money yeah, on it. I would have beat you 20 yeah, pounds. I thought yeah. the, on the, that. The, the eggplant that she gave him for lunch, the vegetarian option There's was going to... Set up, there you go, there set it up is. folks. But what happens is Rob Schneider comes along yeah. and says, "Oh, you look a bit silly." Sometimes the thing that goes wrong in a storyline is that Rob Schneider forgets to finish writing them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a kind of a punchline, isn't it? It's like he's written that whole scene and then on the set he's gone. How about I just come on instead? Yeah. How about we forget that and I come on and do funnier. another line? Me. I'll riff, <laughs> I'll riff something. I'll riff something. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> that is what it's like, isn't it? He's behind camera. He calls action on a scene. It starts happening. And he's like, oh, I think I can get in there. Yeah. I got something. <laughs> Literally walks around from behind frame and just goes and tanks the whole thing and goes, yeah, cut, next. That's definitely what happened with the apple juice licking scene where he's licking the whiskey apple juice. And then they're like, right, that's in the script. And he's like, I've got another one. <laughs> And so then he spits it out. And then the, the spitting thing as well. There's actually there's there's a bit of movie magic that's gone into it because he's spitting for a um impossibly long amount of time. So they've put a tube out of you know on the other side of his face away from the camera to make it go truly. You, yeah, they keep the shot going for so long. Like it, it takes go, a little sip. It doesn't it, go on long enough to justify a tube. Absolutely not. It's just long enough so that you know they've done something, <laughs> but not long enough to be funny or have any particular reason. <sighs> well, but it's just like, it's this constant reminder that people exist creating the show that's really depressing Tim, to me. You miss 100% of the guesses you don't take. <laughs> I, what really depresses Guesses. me is this what Rob Schneider that's how he treats comedy it's a huge <laughs> a mystery yeah. like, I had a good run in the late 90s where I took a lot of guesses and people were into it well, yeah, like, but then I lost it fuck it's the most unlikely law of averages but it does feel like there was a time there when he was you know like it doesn't feel like he's control of any of the decisions he's making <laughs> no. if you explain what the animal is that's not funny but he did it and, it's, and it worked and it made a lot of money yeah, and he was, act, he was acting opposite. The The female lead in the movie The Animal was uh, probably the second most popular female contestant from the first season of Survivor <laughs> who had no history of acting whatsoever. Wow, eh? We made things different back then, didn't we? I feel really bad for the people who have bit parts in this show because they would have been really excited that they're on a show. You Hayley Duffs? No, not even Hayley Duffs. I'm talking the guy who plays like the the, the runner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's all eager I'm and s- he's pretty good. Like there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. But he's he's like, I'm on a show, I'm on a show. And no, then it's real Rob. I think they'd be down with it because, and I can't remember the specifics, but maybe I should look them up during the next episode. But um. Uh, th- we did. We got. We get sent by the people who listen to this podcast and behind the scenes stuff. And apparently, that like people are getting fucked over left, right, and centre who are making this. Right. It's very low budget, in spite of the fact that it is a Netflix commission show. Yeah. Not commissioned by. <laughs> yeah. Well, so guy, that's guy key. And they I, bought it. Yeah. Guy and I believe that Rob Schneider has given them a show and some money <laughs> to get it onto Netflix, and the transaction's slightly different to the norm. But they must be. If they are paying for it, it will not be much money. Absolutely. He's, de- he's 
he's got no sense of business. No. He's making a show fully and then bringing it to Netflix. This, yes, this thing yes. arrived at Netflix on a flash drive wrapped <laughs> up in a $20 bill. <laughs> <laughs> the bargaining system that's going on there where he goes, well, here's a fully produced series. Which and is, they go, all right, we'll pay $10 for it. Uh, and he goes, no. You I mean want you're more, giving want, me the $10? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I want, I want more than that. And they're like, well, you've made it already. There's nothing There's nothing you can do in this situation. Oh, you got, I can't believe I did this two seasons in a row. It's like to Garth Marenghi. So the Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. The joke is that they made they just went ahead and made the show. So there's a line where Richard Ayoade says, "And oh, we just we didn't know you had to wait. <laughs> we just went ahead and made it, and then wanted to see who wanted it." Um, but this is to your point that the people who you know you you feel slighted on their behalf, the yeah. people who featured in it, I, these are not you know. I wouldn't say they're real actors. They're people who are pursuing a career in acting sure. who maybe would not otherwise get on anything. I, and I think they'd be very happy to have that credit uh, on IMDb. I don't know. I, cause I, It'd be like if I was on it. I'd be fucking stoked. Well, that's got to be the end of this podcast. That would be, yeah, I mean, that would be an enjoyable three. sort of cultural oddity. I don't know that you would be stoked. I'd be stoked. <laughs> I, I remember, because we've spoken about the, the supporting players and passing on this before, and it's interesting to me, you know, this is a ostensibly a comedy show and Rob Schneider you know like usually on any comedy show more specifically in the first season you'd populate it with people who you know are funny from like the comedy industry or scene who will later go on to become successful performers he is batting at zero percent in terms of (laughs) picking performers who will come on and steal a scene or like you know I know that he's not they're not given a lot to play with it's another guess isn't it he's just guessing in the casting as well I mean, that, yeah, that guy, that one guy, his only line is, yeah, we've got vegetarian options, hot dog or burger buns we relish. And that's it. And he's out. His yeah. perfor- but see, uh, those performances are more uh, in keeping with the overall tone. Like, because that guy did not feel like a performer. He felt like someone who yeah. obviously go stand behind that food and say this stuff. He was a sayer. Yeah. yeah. And, that, <laughs> sayer. That, <laughs> and that is more in keeping with the show. Then say the guy who was uh, the runner and was doing all these jobs, who yeah. he tells probably doesn't have a trailer, who is actually giving in some sort of acting or comedic performance. Sure. And you see it and you're like, this is, I think this is where that feeling of unease and sorrow comes from. Because it's like, you're trying and it's not fair. Because, Rob's not trying. Yeah, no one else is. <laughs> it's awful. Although there is a believability to Rob's performance because he, like, you well, it's know. Well, it's real Rob. It is real <laughs> Rob. The clue was on the tin the whole time. But you can tell that he is, in real life, a narcissistic piece of shit because he wears his... his He's not an intelligent man. This is what I can't escape. <laughs> the thing about... I interviewed him once on the radio. Did you? I talked to him for about half an hour. I had to cut it into like six minutes to put on a, a rock you know, music station yeah. a few years ago. He's real into Buddhism and, and sort of Eastern religions, but he does a, he's not a in, deep thinker at in all. In theory, he is. It's a <laughs> yeah, nice thing exactly. to say. Yeah. It's not something he's comfortable being asked about. No. And, and we watched a clip last week. He's an anti-vaxxer as well. But he actually had a pretty fucking articulate sort of semi-libertarian yeah, he, slant on why. He, well, why he talked Tim around. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, play the tape back. You were convinced, mate. Oh, look, I was just looking for something to say. <laughs> why is none of that stuff making it into real Rob? That would be kind of good, what? but it, it seeps in because the thing about the organic apple juice, that's oh, yeah. all these little things yeah. that seep in but from his He doesn't real have life. the attention span to stick to any of these through lines because mm. he does at the start of the episode. Or, <laughs> that was he, actually, we, we, uh, for, those, for those of you playing along at home, we had a false start where we started watching the last episode when we were trying to figure out where we got up to. Yeah. And his wife's saying, I'm going to go to 
uh, Mexico or the Bahamas. And he goes, yeah, well, that's fine if you want to get po-. You know, like the idea that he's got all these conspiratorial ideas on things that'll make you sick. So it's really, it's really interesting because he, I would assume he's writing that as as a character point to be an asshole. So like the bag of organic food, I'm like, he's gone, what would a dickhead version of me do? See, but he's him. actually just putting in his genuine points It's real view. Rob. So that is real. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This show is so much better than I thought. <laughs> yeah. So, so Rob Schneider, um, I think we could probably say quite definitively now is exactly the kind of dude who's on Facebook and that he has been targeted by all of those yeah, fake yeah. news websites. Yeah. And he's reading a headline or maybe the first paragraph of everything. <laughs> and he's formed a web of lies in his head that he's explains got, the world. He's got the time to take it all on board yeah. and turn it into one quarter formed opinion. And you do, he does, there are episodes where he, you know, like you see him on the computer half researching some fucking whacked out thing. So he's sort of got an awareness of it. But again, he just, I think, lacks the intelligence you know, to sort to of see about, it the whole way through. To talk about through. this does open up the idea that for this show to work or be remotely interesting, all it needs is to become a, a genuine documentary. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, give someone else the camera. Yeah, yeah 100%. Give Jamie the camera. Give Jamie because the camera it, and film the writer's room. It's the, well, because <laughs> I'll watch that happily. It's, it's the, the the thing that is blocking the show from operating. Is like he's is the self, you know, like he's the filter. He, he still doesn't know that he looks like an asshole on the show, but he's still afraid that he will, or he's afraid he'll look stupid. But, he's not far off as well, eh? Yeah, yeah. it only he's needs to be a half a step beyond what it is. It's amazing that he lets half of that come out as well. He like, says cunt in this episode. That was big. Well, that's the most convincing acting performance he turns in is all the lines of in- dismissive insults he's written for himself. Yeah. And like, it's sort of the insolence with which he treats those around him. Those are like when he goes, are you fucking idiot? It's like, yeah, you believe that. Yeah. Yeah, that just came out. That was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so what, like, uh, comparing this to the pilot episode, Ed, do you think there's been any progress? Has he learned any lessons along the way? In terms of storytelling, in terms of storytelling, putting I can't, a show together, but I can't even remember what the story was of the, of the episode. We what, just was your, what was your <laughs> what was your initial take on the pilot? Or oh, is dread, truly dreadful stuff? We couldn't believe what he was trying to. So they, they're not talking heads in this. Are no, they? Were they no, used but to be they talking were. Heads? So there they used to be yeah. early doors. There was talking heads. There was, was another Rob Guess. Uh, there was the sound stage stand up. So he was interspersed <laughs> with like Kardashian style talking heads. Also, him doing stand up like a Seinfeld or Louis type thing. Oh, it's it was it was having a go at every show, right? In one, yeah, basically. Yeah, and then he's sort of and the the big <laughs> thing because you mentioned that. I just thought that's probably him doing Everybody Loves Ray. Yeah, Mind, Mind. <laughs> was that the name of the show? Everybody loves Raymond. Oh yeah, true. I thought it was right. Yeah, yeah. I think you've been confused. The the amount of comedic talent we've packed into this hotel room. <laughs> so you know, off mic we have Alice Sneddon and Ray Badrin. Ray Badrin is, is vertical, or he's sort of no horizontal, but. You're at a right angle. He's stretching his legs out against the, the like wall. If we spent the amount of time we did consuming Rob Schneider, just trying to come up with one idea between the five of us that we wanted to create, we can make something so much better. The joke truly is on us, isn't it, ultimately? As it always is. And that's why we can say these horrible things about Rob Schneider and his beautiful family. Mm. Yeah, I just remember thinking how much he was trying to do Modern Family with the with the first episode. Especially, I mean, there are some comparisons anyway. I don't think I knew that was his real wife until today. Yeah. So it seemed so much like Modern Family because it's like an older guy with like a uh, a, hot, a hot wife yeah. uh, from, Latin, from Latin America yeah. who's way out of his league and they live in a nice house. And they do those outside of house shots as well to establish a new scene. 
which nothing will happen in. The way scenes move on in this is absolutely incredible. Like, and like you said, if there's no, if there was no music in it, it would be the maddest show of all time. <laughs> yeah, to um, punctuate the end of the scene, they yeah. will just keep coming back to the same um, uh, electro, electro swing. <laughs> They've paid for the rights to use one track, one clip, yeah. And they just, uh, and it's the same one from the first season too. They haven't changed it. Yeah, well, what well, if ain't broke? Is it, <laughs> yeah. is it not a test? I mean, he has learned, and that he has removed the talking heads. Yes. he has removed the stand up on a sound. He's not stage. replaced them with anything. No, yeah, and it's not that he's concentrated the time he was spending writing or performing those scenes <laughs> on getting the other stuff right. It's just that they're no longer it's there. It's a good tip if you're making art to put every idea you've ever had into one thing and then just strip them away one by yeah. one. And then keep going until you uh, lose interest. <laughs> until it's just a husk. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, would recommend watching this particular episode. For the cameos. Sandler's in this one. You can't Sandler. go past that. Um, is there anything that you enjoyed that you'd like to recount before we... So- I think as I'm aware that we're on a bit of a... Mm. This much comedic talent packed into a room. We're essentially <laughs> holding some of these people hostage. Absolutely. The highlight was Madsen for me, I think. The, yeah. Madsen, ca- the Madsen cameo is absolutely astonishing. For the surprise, the shock factor, or for the actual cameo itself? For the, for the shock factor, and then I think he really delivered on the cameo. The, the sort of stasis he was caught in in that, in that reaction is, is worth, genuinely worth he watch, is, like He almost represents the real world yeah. in the way he performs. He, it's like he didn't know whether it was a documentary or a sitcom <laughs> yeah so they didn't tell him yeah. to get the most real performance out of impossible yeah it just strikes me that they had him for 15 to 20 minutes oh yeah for yeah. sure and they used every frame that you see is like yeah. everything they could get <laughs> he walked straight they slapped a mic on him as soon as he was through the door that's why he's so confused <laughs> <laughs> those are his own clothes yeah. yeah there was no there was no costume on that day no Fuck. doubt and it was a genuine walk off at the end of his scene yeah they never saw him again what a show though you know they they got it finished it's all there um it's in focus i can't get away from the fact it's all in focus on this show you you know it's in focus there's no denying it um (laughs) it's all lit i might have to watch the next episode to see if the yoga instructor comes back she won't (laughs) let me tell you i I believe in him man i think he's gonna pull it out of the bag those are the plot devices those are the hooks that keep fans watching for more it's like whether or not a character will reappear um i'm not averse to putting money on this let me know because i i I might watch another episode. All right. Let him know right now. 20 quid that she does not reappear. All right. Done. You're on. That's a great bit. Um, Ed, if people want to keep in touch with you, how can they do that? (laughs) What's your phone 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 number? number If you want to get in contact with me directly. (laughs) Plus four four. Uh, (laughs) We don't say that, weirdly. Uh, you can you can hit me hit me up hit me up yeah that's what the kids say no? yeah, absolutely no, yeah sure no, you're a cop yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll bet lots of our listeners are gonna hit you up old man you can uh, you can contact me on Twitter at a gamble comedy and you've got a I forgot to say at the start of the episode you also got a, a new stand up special streaming on Amazon Prime yes it's called Real Ad uh, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's called uh, it's called Blood Sugar, and it's available on Amazon Prime. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be back in the saddle, as great as it can be. And I'd like to sign off this episode by saying, uh, Roger Daltrey took a shit in my guest house. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.